Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of my podcast, We Are Not MS. As always, the conversations and the chats that you're going to hear are going to be real, raw and honest. And the purpose and intention behind every episode that that I do is to let you see that while having MS is life-changing, it does not have to be life-ending. So this podcast is always about hope. It is always about the belief that you can still create the life that you want and the life that you deserve. So listen along, let me know what you think and I'm delighted to have you here. Hi there everybody and welcome back to another episode of We Are Not MS. Uh, This episode is just me, me and my own. I am going to chat with you about uh, practices that I do that really help to elevate my energy. And these are things that you can implement almost immediately, things that are really going to help you. So, but before we get stuck in, just wanted to check in with you all, see how you are. Um, I have had a very busy week, I have to say. It is the final week coming up this Wednesday of my program, MS freedom and uh, it's been fantastic I have to say the six girls that are on the course have just been a joy to interact with to work with to help to talk to to learn about uh, the dedication the discipline that they have to transform their lives with MS is just amazing to me and I find it very inspiring the greatest thing that I do and that I love to do is to interact to connect with people and just hearing about people the journeys that they have been on the challenges that they face and the real desire and hunger that they have to overcome anything that they have gone through or going through is just exactly where I want to be. It's what I want to be doing. It's how I want to help. MS, as we all know, it's a curveball. It just throws your life up in the air. And I think regardless of where you are on your path, I mean, I'm a long hauler, like I'm coming up to 18 years in, but there is people on the course that are the same as me. There is people that have just found out and just Everything that they have in common is that they want to beat this in whatever that means for them. And that is really, really, really interesting to observe and to be a part of. So, yes, I'm thrilled about that. So last week was a great week. Um, I was busy uh, getting to the end of the program and making sure that all the slides and the things that I have for the girls is done and it's of the highest of of, of quality. I've also interacted with loads of people online who have just put things out there and asked questions and, you know, just wanting to know ways that they can sort of work their way through this this path. Um, one of the things that comes up a lot is that, and this isn't what the podcast is about, but I just wanted to say because it's annoying. Um, <clears throat> I don't know about the rest of you, but when you find out that you have MS, really the first thing they do is just throw at you the treatments. And that is so scary and so hard. And especially now, you know, there are so many to to choose from. And that is just a lot to take in. Like for me, whenever I found out uh, there was only one treatment over here in Ireland that I could take. And like I've said before, I didn't look into it. I didn't research it. I just was like, yes, give me the drugs. I'll take anything. Because I, at that point, hadn't got my head around the fact that there was a lot of things that I could be doing to actually help me. Um, So I think whether you choose to go on the treatments or you don't, 
what you do with the rest of your um the rest of your existence your life your lifestyle is is equally as as important and i really really wish that there was more out there for people that uh, about the lifestyle changes that you can make that can really really help and i think it's unfair to just throw the leaflets at at uh, the patients and more or less let them make their own decisions which you know is fine up to your point because you should have autonomy but you should also be be given some type of coaching or counseling you should also be told about the nutrition changes that you can make the stuff that you can do to help improve the way you think and all of those things that I find and have found have really 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 changed everything about my health about my life and about the way I choose to live uh so anyway that's just a thing and I think I probably will do a podcast about that in the future but I just think it must be very hard whenever you're just kind of left with the choices and you're really not quite sure what you're supposed to do and it's hard so anyway what I wanted to talk about today like I said is how to elevate your energy and for us with MS and any other type of um condition energy is one of the greatest commodities that we have and that we need to protect because when the energy is low it is very very hard to maneuver your way through the day through the week through the month and you know we need to protect it at all costs and if we can do anything at all to help ourselves to help lift the levels then uh, that's a win and I spend a lot of time kind of researching looking listening reading to what other people are up to uh, hacks that we can use that are going to help that are going to make sure that the day that we have can be the best where we can feel good feel inspired feel productive all of those things and to me I I need to get my day off to the best start possible because if I don't it can go downhill very quickly I can find myself in a rabbit hole of Instagram reels that have got nothing to do with anything I can sit myself down and watch series after series on the TV and I really need to know where I want to be and in order to do that I need to get the day off to a great start and feel the energy that I have is high and so far <clears throat> these things that I do have really helped I mean I do feel like uh, I have energy to burn and you know I find that I feel the best whenever my day is quite full uh, I'm the type of person that sort of always needs to have things to do. I don't like being bored. I don't want to have kind of a beige existence. I want to feel that the world is colourful, that there is things out there for me to do and I need to have the drive to go after those things. I'm all about growing and evolving and getting myself to the place where I'm as healthy as I can possibly be be because when you have MS nobody knows what's around the corner nobody knows what's going to happen nobody knows what it's going to throw at us but what we can do is we can we can control where we are at the minute we can control where we are today and using anything that we have at our disposal to make that easier is what I'm all about. I don't want to wait months to feel good. I don't want to wait years to feel good. I don't like anything that takes a long time, even though I know sometimes that has to happen. I like things that elevate me now. And so I'm going to share 
a few with you and hopefully they'll help. I mean, you don't need to try them all. Of course, you can choose to do whatever you want and what works for me might not work for you, but there could be a couple of things here or it could be all of the things here that could help. And for me, anything is worth a try. And we've got to try the things out to see how you react to them and how they make you feel. So the first one is um electrolytes now don't be scared by the word and whenever i first began to read about this i was like what the hell is that what's electrolytes are those things that you have to buy more cash more you know all those things it's not it's free so electrolytes are really what the brain and the body require to 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 function um and i make mine at home and it's the easiest cheapest thing in the world so it's a glass of water with a couple of sprinkles of Celtic sea salt is what I use, um, high quality, and the juice of half a lemon. That's it. That's a homemade electrolyte, and that is going to give you the sodium, the pot the potassium, the minerals, the magnesium, all the things that you need to fire up the brain and get it sparked and alive and ready to go. The brain, like the rest of the body, runs off um, electric and electrolytes as the name is trying to tell us does just that it lights the fuse and sparks the brain and it sits up and goes right it's now the daytime we're no longer asleep we are ready to go and I honestly find that I almost get a buzz you know I just knock it back quickly and you just immediately feel your body and your brain begin to come to life. And, you know, not only is it the minerals and the potassium and all of those things, it's hydration. You are um, getting the water in immediately. First thing, before you have your coffee, before you do anything, you are getting the day off to a cracking start by including this practice in your day. Um, and it also... You can actually feel it beginning to work because your brain almost fires up. You begin to think, you begin to think about the things that you have to do, but you are thinking about those things with a clarity and with a um with a focus. And that's important because I don't know about you, but there's times whenever my mind has got one million things in it and I am thinking, need to do this, need to do this, need to do this. That's of course why I love lists. But in to be able to think early in the day with clarity is really good and I would suggest that you try this because it's just a really good healthy um, way to start your day. So that's the number one elevator of energy that I would like to share. So the second one which I think I did a post on, I can't remember, I forget all the flipping posts that I do, but the second thing that I do after I have my electrolytes is I have an MCT coffee. Now MCT, what is it? MCT stands for medium chain triglyceride and it is derived from the coconut. It is a natural oil. It is one of the good oils um, <clears throat> and what it does and the reason that it is so fantastic is that it is it. You drink it and now you can either put this in coffee, you can put it in tea, you can put it in anything. You can even just neck it straight from the bottle if you're not into, into your coffees. I love my coffee and this, it doesn't taste of anything. So I have, I have this and the beauty of it is that it goes 
straight into the bloodstream. It fires straight to the liver and then boom, it goes straight up to the, to the brain. It is not metabolized. It does not go into, um, it does not have to be digested. It goes straight to the brain, crosses the blood brain barrier uh, because it's so small, because the 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 molecules in it are so small and immediately it hits the brain, it is turned into the energy source ketones. Now we have two energy sources in the body. We have glycogen and we have ketones. Glycogen, of course, come from, <clears throat> you know, the carbs, the sugar, all of those things. And when we eat those, we immediately begin to get the spikes in the sugar, the spikes in the blood. So you're up and down, you're craving, you're wanting the sweet stuff, you're wanting to eat more. It is very, very hard to feel full and like you're d done with with your food and mct uh immediately converts to the energy source of ketones and it is energy immediately again this provides you with a a buzz and you Honestly, the energy that you feel after you have this. Now, I usually have three of these in the morning. I have a caffeinated one and two decaf. And that is enough. I, I, At this point, I'm not looking for food. I'm not looking for anything because everything feels very b balanced. My brain feels on. My body feels on. I am going about the tasks that I do. And most of the time I do most of the work that I do in the, in the morning because that's when I feel most productive and most alive. And this really, really helps. It also um, reduces cravings. It, uh, it has been used to help people to lose weight because you don't crave food. So you don't have to eat for, for longer. But for me, that's not the reason I use it. I use it for energy. I use it so that my body is converting what I'm having into a ketone source of energy. And to me, it has Honestly, and my husband as well, by by the way, he feels he really feels that he does his best work in the morning after he has a couple of these. So that is another thing to try to consider. Um, I get my MCT oil and try to get one that is C8 uh, and you can get it on Amazon and it is very easy to get. It's not overly expensive and it lasts for a long time. Okay, so the third thing I do for energy, and this is going to sound weird um, and counterintuitive, but it's fasting. So I began to fast in July of last year. And to say that this was something I'd never um, thought about before is an understatement because I was a breakfast girl. I loved my breakfast. I would have said it was the favourite meal I had in the day. I was all about the overnight oats, the chocolate protein powder and the berries, which all sounds great. And I'm not saying it's not. But for me, after I ate that an hour afterwards, I was starving because the amount of glucose and it was huge. Oats get converted because they're a carb. They get converted to glucose, which then gets converted to energy and um, releases your uh, in your insulin and that of course creates blood spikes and all the rest of it. I'm not saying that oats are bad but for me it made me hungry very quickly so then my energy would drop and I would feel tired and to me I now keep my carbs for the evening time because it makes sense. You know yourself whenever you have a big carby type meal at lunch you're tired. You kind of get that mid-afternoon slump when you just want to sort of put your feet up and not 
do much it's very hard for your brain to feel like it's switched on because you're tired and when you know everything runs on a loop and if you're tired you're not going to be switched on you're not going to want to do things you're not going to do the tasks that you want to do so for me I keep my carbs until the evening time and that is absolutely fine because that is when I want the cozy the tired the snuggled up the ready for bed and you know that to me is grand and that's what works for me it's why I find it a bit odd that you know there's that thing don't eat carbs after what is it 6 p.m I don't know who began that but to me um, I mean I could go into the science behind it but I won't at this point but that's just what I do so back to the fasting so I began just to start to try this because I had gone down a rabbit hole of research on it. I read a couple of books. I listened to loads of podcasts. I looked at studies and things like that. And the healing properties of intermittent f- fasting were were vast. They really were. And uh, also the energy boost that you get, which again sounds counterintuitive. Uh, it really is the strangest thing. You know, after you get over the initial kind of... Uh, oh, there's no way I can't eat for an hour in the morning or two hours or three hours. Once you get p- p- past that, you know, it's amazing. You actually go, oh God, I'm not even hungry. Um, So like I said, the healing qualities of it are unbelievable. What it is allowing you to do, it is repairing your cells. It is rejuvenating your cells. It is clearing out the toxins. It is clearing out the crap. It is giving the liver a chance to detoxify whatever you have eaten, drank, um anything it is helping the liver to clear that out quicker because if you're continuing just to pile on food after food after food it is really really hard for the body to keep up and to let the body perform in the way that it is you know it it is intended and um you know it reduces blood sugar uh it reduces your cravings for those starchy carbs and the and the sugars uh, it cleans up the damaged cells in the body. It reduces inflammation, which for us is huge. Well, it's huge for everyone because inflammation really is the cause of every illness and disease that that, that there is. And so much, so sorry, so m- m- many of us are just walking around with a lot of parts of us inflamed, you know. And that again, it's not our fault. It's the fault of the food. It's the fault of of you know the food that is sort of thrust upon us as being healthy when it isn't really but again that's a podcast for another day but what I find now I've got to the point where I will eat um at 8 p.m ish and I will eat again the following day between one and two now that sounds extreme but it's not I mean I'm literally recording this at a quarter past two um or and I have just finished my first meal of the day and honestly, I was a wee bit hungry, but I wasn't starving. I could easily have gone on for another while. And in fact, my husband and I were just out there for a walk with the dog. And we're discussing doing a 24-hour fast this week, going from 6 p.m. to 6 p.m., which again, I've read up on the um, the the healing properties of that are huge. So I will keep you posted on that. Uh, but for sure, that's not the way to start. The, e- the easiest way to begin this, which is what I did, is just to push the time that you would usually eat for the first time back an hour. 
just go back an hour. If you usually eat at eight, go back to, to nine. Let that go for a few days and then go again to half nine or to 10 and just see if you can get to 16 hours. And honestly, give it a week or two and really, really feel the benefit you know, really ask yourself, right, do I feel hungry? Do I feel good? Do I feel um, balanced? Do I feel focused? All of those things. I can't recommend it enough. I really, really can't. And if anybody, by the way, has any questions about any of the stuff that I'm discussing here, please do reach out on Instagram because I am more than happy to talk about this stuff until the cars come home. I really am. So, and it is also really good for your brain health. And at the end of the day, I'm a great believer in feed the brain and the body will follow. And I'm all about healing. I am all about trying to put myself in the best possible spot to fight off anything that should come my way, but also to heal whatever is happening at the present time. So that is the fasting. Now, it does sound like I am going through this very quickly, but I just wanted to give you sort of a brief overview of uh, of all of these all of these things just so you can maybe you know tr- try them or decide if you're going to give them a go or to look into them your yourself so the fourth one the fourth one of my energy elevation hacks is a cold shower now bear with me bear with me I know horrific horrible and I know there's a massive movement out there for plunging in the sea which loads of my friends do my husband does it as well and honestly I think it looks like he's having a stroke every time he comes out out of out of the water uh, but that is not for me yet I am not a fan of the cold I'm not a fan of cold water uh, I'm even hard pushed to get into the sea whenever I'm on holiday because I still think it's cold but Again, after doing the research, looking at the evidence, now I know the the power that having a 15 second cold shower at the end of your normal shower, I know the benefit of that now. And not only do I know, I have tried it out and it is now part of my routine that I feel the benefit. And I know I've spoken to other people that do it as well and they really do feel the uptake in energy and let me just tell you that it is horrible it it remains horrible but the benefit of it for me outweighs the cost and it certainly is worth just trying and I really do believe that if I can do it anyone can I'm now up to about half half a minute and I think that's enough I think that's okay because the feeling that I get is so kind of on fire that you know I'm I don't feel the need to push it more yet, but watch this space. So what you do is whenever you're at the end of your of your shower, turn the water down to cold, let the cold hit the hard bit at the back of your neck, which is called the vagus n- 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 nerve. That is the longest nerve that we have in the body and it runs from the top of the neck to the base of the spine. It sends out messages. It releases d- d- dope. Dopamine is one of the jobs that it does. And what happens whenever you have a 15 second cold shower is that you get a dopamine release, which is approximately 200 times the normal. So that is the equivalent. Apparently, I've heard this. That is the equivalent of the feeling you get after a couple of glasses of wine. Okay, you know, that nice, relaxed, cozy, zen type of thing. 
but you get this without the come down of having the wine. And the beauty as well is that the effect, the the lasting effect of this is four to five hours. That's the that's the length of time. The benefit of that small amount of uh, unpleasantness lasts for four to five hours. And I can really, really testify to this. Anytime I feel even a wee bit tired, I will leap in the shower because the uptake is unbelievable. And I really do really implore you to try it because even though the thought of it is awful and you think there's no way it can be that good, it really, really does help. It really does make you feel good. And, you know, I kind of say it's hateful but happy. Um, And like I said, the benefit outweighs the cost. And doing these hard things really gives you it really gives you a sense of achievement and again that's important because you are increasing the belief that you have in yourself to be able to do hard things having a cold shower even for a short amount of time is hard and we need to increase our self-belief our self-esteem all of those things and doing these wee small things really helps to build on on those experiences um So I would say try the cold shower. That is probably the quickest, easiest thing that you can do that is going to elevate your energy, elevate your mood and make you feel like you can take on on the day. And just as a side note, the crazy thing is the body is so clever that if you then chose to do this in the evening time, which I have now tried to do as well, um, your body knows whenever it is winding down, whenever uh, it is releasing melatonin and getting you ready for bed so whenever you do this in the evening time just before you get into bed it actually helps the body to relax and um helps you have a cozier night's sleep so that is a thing that I've been trying because sleep is a thing that I have struggled with and I now have implemented so many things that makes it sound very dramatic but I've actually implemented the right fit things now and my sleep has improved so much uh so anyway so the how many is that I've done four so I've got five and there's this one kind of has two parts so another thing that you can do to lift your energy is movement now we all know movement releases hormones it releases uh adrenaline it releases endorphins um all of those things the happy hormones that make you feel good and you see I honestly, there's sometimes when I am up and I've had my coffee, I've had my electrolytes, you know, I've done uh, the shower and I take the dog out for a, um, a walk then with my husband. And there's sometimes whenever it is disgusting outside, it's cold, it's Ireland where we live, it is never that pleasant. And I always, always know that I will never regret going out for a walk. It is kind of a thing I have to do. We do it every day and it's early. We are out early. But that energy uptake again that you get, even just going out for a short walk, will really, really switch on the body, switch on on the brain, release the hormones that are going to make you happy, that are going to make you want to do things, that are going to keep you on track. These are the things that you have to do in order to ensure that you have the energy in you to have a good day. Now, on top of the movement, and again, I choose to walk first thing in the morning because I couple this this with exposure to light and light exposure first thing in the morning is so so important first of all the vitamin d 
Secondly, you are um, creating uh, the correct, what's the word, uh, sleep cycle. Uh, what's, the, God, what's the actual word for that? You know, uh, circadian rhythm, I think it's called. So whenever you go out in the morning time and you stand outside, and even if it's overcast, stay outside, don't have glasses on, don't have a hat on, don't have any of that, and just look at the sky, you are getting that release of cortisol, which we as girls only get released once every 24 hours. So that is why they tell you not to have a phone beside your bed, because if you wake up in the night and you look at your screen, you're hitting the cortisol release then, right? So that makes your body and brain think it's the morning time and cortisol is released. And 12 hours after that initial um, hit, of the cortisol, then it begins to wind down for the evening. So we want to keep this to the morning time when we need that hit to come, when we know that 12 hours after we can begin to wind down and relax. Uh, so getting out into the light in the morning time, looking at the sky, even if you have your coffee, I will do that whenever it's not as cold. I will stand outside in the morning with my MCT coffee and I will just take in the fresh air. I will let that light into my eyes because your eyes also have transmitters behind them, which fire off the messages to the brain, which tells your brain it's the daytime, it's time to go and, and all of those things. So if you like add that on with the electrolytes, the coffee, um, the cold shower and then obviously you're going to fast as well. All of those things are really keeping you sharp and switched on. And I don't know about you, I want to feel sharp and switched on. I don't want to feel like I am having to sort of, uh, what's the word, sludge through muck to get through the day. I don't want to feel like it's hard. And I have had probably years where I have felt like getting through the day is hard. You're just kind of going round on the hamster wheel of of life. You're doing your jobs, you're getting the kids here, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're at work, you're home from work, you're in the car, you're out of the car, all of those things. We just feel like we are existing. And you know what? I'm past that now. I need to thrive and I will do anything in my part to make me feel like I am thriving. And all of these things help. And also um, exposing yourself to light first thing in the morning. It has been proven that it really, really, really strengthens your immune system. And, you know, we know how important that is. And also, like I said, the production of vitamin D, which, you know, we don't get a lot of, well, I don't get a lot of in Ireland. Uh, people in the UK are the same. I don't know where you live, but for us, the sunshine is very few and far between. Um, so those are my things. So I will run through them all, all again. Right, so you've got the electrolytes, you've got the MCT coffee, you've got the fasting, which you could try and see how it makes you feel. You've got turning the water to cold for the end of your shower, and then you've got movement and early light exposure, which I kind of classed as one because if you go out in the morning for a walk or a jog or whatever it happens to be, then you're exposing yourself to the light first thing and you're set, 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 setting yourself up for a really good start to the day. And I always feel that if I have a good beginning to the day, 
the rest of the day is going to go well because I am switched on. And like I said, I don't want to feel like I'm switched off. I want to feel like I'm switched on at all times, apart from in the evening, two hours before bed when I want to sit, chill, watch TV and uh, just relax. And yeah, so those are my sort of energy elevation hacks, if you like. And like I said, if you have any questions about them or you want to explore them more with me, I'm more than happy to talk about this stuff for hours and hours and hours because it just sparks an interest in me. It's amazing whenever you find a thing that really grabs your attention, how much time you're prepared to give to it. Now, I was not the best at school. You know, I could have been distracted very easily. Always the one that talked too much. Always the one that messed around, you know that that was me um but this stuff the way the brain works the way the um the body works how ms fits into it all is fascinating to me and i really 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 want to learn more every day so that i can you know be as optimal as i as as i can be like i say all the time i want to live long and strong and me trying out these things Finding out what works for me brings me closer to 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 that uh, that goal. I I I suppose. So, uh, I just wanted to share those with you in the hope that it might help because that's all I really want to do is help. So, uh, let me know. Let me know if you try them out. Let me know if any of them work. Let me know how you feel. If you would like to rate this podcast, it would really help me out. And because my whole thing is, I just want this to reach the people who will get the most out of it and if you know anybody anybody that you're acquainted with that would enjoy the um enjoy the podcast share away i am all about that sharing is caring anyway as i always say thank you so much for tuning in i really do appreciate everybody who takes the time out to listen because i know time is precious and yes i will speak to you all next week and i hope you have a fantastic week Take care um, and see you all soon. Bye.